are live. We're live. It's happening. Always. And again. <laughs> again. Yeah, you're right. That's true. This is number two for the night, but we, we wanted to put out some But content. number one in our hearts. Sure. No. <laughs> <laughs> picking my favorite podcast episodes, like picking my favorite child. Easy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I used to say that about uh, students. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you got like, yeah. I I had favorite students. That's easier though. Yeah, I mean, it was the kid that you know could joke around, but always knew to like get their work done. Right. Yeah. 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 Got decent, if not great, grades. Yeah. Um, and just was there for the learning experience, and it wasn't just about grades or just about not getting a truancy ticket. It's like let's learn, let's have fun. Yeah. I was teaching. I feel like I'm a, t- a student on this podcast. Every single day we record, I'm always <laughs> learning something. And Me then, too. Uh, and then I like, then I, do you, like, do you, after you're done with the podcast, I always do like, um, there's a really good um, video. There's, it's a math teacher. He's online and he's, um, he's teaching his students how to study. And he's drawing all these graphs. It's the first day of class. And he's teaching like the 35, 35 rule. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes studying five minutes just go have fun do whatever you want yeah. forget about the studying yeah and then it recharges you and so instead of this decline in your, your actual memory of what you're learning yeah you're almost staying at a hundred percent when you're when you're studying and uh so i i don't know about you <laughs> long lead into one simple question <laughs> welcome to the mad lives podcast i did the 530 roll i studied really hard for five <laughs> minutes and then i played 30 minutes no yeah, what's your question? But do you find that like as soon as you're done with the podcast, do you take like uh I always go home and I take like 20 minute break and it's really not like a break because I'm editing usually I'm editing the the episodes and like doing the fades and getting ready getting it ready for upload and then uploading it. But I take that time to myself. I usually have the avatar playing in the background. Mhm. Do you take that time and then I usually dive right back into it then I'm back on like YouTube or like New York Times or breaking yeah. breaking points or something like that. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, usually I go, I go interact with my wife for a couple of minutes, and she's like, "Well, what did you talk about?" And then you know, I break down almost the entire episode. She's like, "Okay, cool." And I'm like, "No, go listen to it still." <laughs> uh, <laughs> we need the listens. I learned that lesson with my wife. She asked me what we're talking about. I was like, "You're gonna have to listen and find out." Ooh, that's good. And I say that. And then she's like, just tell me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I actually care. Anna's great. And I, I know Noelle listens too, but Anna's freaking fantastic. Yeah, she listens to every she's, she's religious about it for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We just had to keep the fun rolling tonight. Well, I mean, there's just been so much to talk about. And, and I think the, the prior podcast, if not two, we did actually the last couple, I think there was only like two serious ones. And then there's like two or three like, Really just kind of fun ones, which is always good, and we got to have fun ones, but we also need to catch up on some of of the real reason we're here, and that's to have conversations about the nitty-gritty of life, the the general news, the politics, what's going on in the world around us, so... There's a lot going on. Yeah, there's so much. We said this in our one-year episode where we were like, we thought, or I thought, I think you did too, like, it's going to make shit, what are we going to talk about after Trump? Yeah, because... And I know that that's, that's a big thing that's happening on, like, the CNN levels. Of things like they need they need their Donald Trump to talk about, yeah, um, and that's why their ratings are plummeting. And that's why we're going to talk about them in this episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's rank those fucking let's get those ratings up, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a whole lot of yes and ones. I'll edit those out in post. Don't worry. 
<laughs> no, I won't. But, no, I won't. But, <laughs> but you're ago. right. We did think at some point there would just be this uh, lull in yeah. the news cycle. And there are some smaller mm, lulls, like but it's, it's just been really difficult because we've had historical moments throughout, you know, the the past year with like the pandemic and updates with that and how you know it's it's ravaged politics and how it's you know impacted relationships and you know that's what this podcast is really about it's communicating and, and maintaining relationships when having difficult discussions yeah so on our last episode brian and i kind of covered free delays we covered uh the donzinger uh chevron case and then we you know an hour later uh <laughs> We realized we had a couple of other really important yeah. things that we wanted to bring up, um, and we're gonna bring we're gonna somehow Donald Trump, even after his presidency, is finding his way into this. Do you want to start with Trump, or do you want to start with? I think we should start with some breaking well, and, news. Yeah, well, so there's a lot of politics to be talked about with infrastructure and stuff like that, but there's also politicians to be talking about, and in the real breaking news, and, and I'll take the reins on this one a little bit, Please. is, is um, Democratic Governor Andrew Cuomo is in some serious hot water. And, you know, Andrew Cuomo has a really checkered past. I mean, he ran um, campaigns for his dad, which, you know, had um, usages of, like, homophobia. Um, he's done things in the past where... He had, he utilized leverage quite often. He had, he was, he, you know, because of his father, when you have someone in your family that's that high up in the political world, you become what's called a power broker. You have a lot of leverage against, you know, people and business owners and, you know, you just can utilize it for good or bad. Yeah. And we always thought that Cuomo was a pretty decent guy that was just kind of hard edged and, you know, a little tough, you know, he had that tough Italian New Yorker, you know, feel to him. But as we look, you know, both into his checkered past, but also see him in the present, there's a lot there. And currently he's facing some serious sexual harassment charges. Um, the district attorney uh, has done a, marvelous job investigating but essentially he truly sexually harassed i mean he had a a work environment for you know women that was not um very palatable but uh specifically harassed 11 women uh, that you know th there's a report that is um being released that um the attorney general investigated and essentially there are there are quite a few harassment allegations some very serious where, you know, um, it was essentially forcing himself on him to things of, you know, a slightly um, less evil nature where it's, you know, commentary, you know, vocalizing, um, you know, his sexual appetite for uh, some of the women. And either way, none of it should be acceptable. And this wasn't you know, oh, 30 years in the past. This was recently. And so since then, the Democrats, led by Joe Biden, have come out and said, we want to see his resignation. And Cuomo, being the ultimate power broker, you know, uh, political powerhouse that he is, he's not relented yet. Um, 
How do you think it is for him with his brother being like a, a I'm not even going to say a reporter, a commentator. Um, what's his name? Chris Cuomo. Chris Cuomo. Yeah, I don't like him. But. Uh, I actually, I you know, I, I do like Chris Cuomo a good amount uh, in terms of, you know, he's he's pretty hard hitting. I mean, obviously, he's far more. I I agree with you. He's a commentator, right? He 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 goes after people, and and you know, he has his biases, and it shows. Yeah, he definitely doesn't go after his brother. But well, no, he did the right thing. He excused himself. Yeah, uh, no, this time, but not in the past. When with the whole like uh, the, his handling of the pandemic. He didn't excuse himself. There. Yeah, yeah. But well, I, but you're but so you're right. Cuomo. So Cuomo, you know, with his handling of the pandemic, at first it really felt like he was, you know, akin to Rudy Giuliani from nine eleven. Right? It was like he kind of rallied people together. He was sending out the right messages of like get vaccinated or. You know, wear your mask, social distance. We got to lock down. We got to do the right thing by, you know, the community as a whole. And um, we later found out that there was a lot of meddling that was happening and, and you know, leveraging his, you know, governorship, uh, you know, within the handling of the pandemic. And it was absolutely wrong. And I agree, you know, Chris Cuomo didn't necessarily go after him for that. But like in that instance as well. He kind of excused himself and didn't want to comment on his brother because of the bias. Either and that's a that's a double edged sword because if you cover it, you know, and you're sympathetic or you're you know going only by what is being presented, you can right. either be regarded as going too soft, or you know you're you're denigrating your brother like either way you're gonna lose so the best thing you can do is step back from those situations similarly he's doing the same here um you know cnn is covering this pretty widely they were like one of the first ones to really break the news that you know cuomo the the harassment charges are not baseless by any stretch yeah um for instance they have seventy four thousand pieces of evidence from different emails different notes um they've interviewed new york state troopers all kinds of people that have been surrounding Cuomo and basically the world that Cuomo crafted for himself is now imploding in on itself. Hmm. This is just what we need. Another sex scandal in politics. Well, I, what, what, what the hell is it with New York? I mean, it's not just New York. But no, yeah, but I mean like Elliot Spitzer, Rudy Giuliani, like Cuomo now it's like, it's like Illinois, they're going to jail for corruption. In New York, they're, they're you know, makes sexually Illinois, harassing I mean, it makes, makes Illinois look better. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, they're just stealing money. They're <laughs> Isn't not, that great? You know, yeah. Oh, no, Illinois, they're just stealing money. At least they're not sexually harassing women. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, they're too, they're too busy focusing on the green. They're too busy not yeah. freaking passing budget. <laughs> but, but. You know, it's it's a very interesting thing, and and this is something that I actually respect about the Democratic Party, is when this kind of shit happens, they turn on people. They yeah. say, no, like, you need to resign. And that's something I wish we saw more of on both sides. Yeah. Like, no. I thought you, I thought you were going to hit a little harder on them. 
What do you want me to hit on? I think he should resign. I think he yeah. should be. I, there you go. That's I, what I, I want to hear. Oh, Keep yeah. No. Keep it flowing. Keep going. No. I mean, if the, if the allegations are true, which I believe they are, because I don't think. I don't think this is like, oh, this is coming out of nowhere. Like, he has a very, very checkered history of, yeah. of you know, leverage and and um, bigotry and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I don't put anything bad past him. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I apologize if I didn't communicate that properly. He should be charged and go to jail if he was doing this. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know... He could always try to pull the whole lying under oath thing like Bill Clinton did. The <laughs> the 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 thing about this though is the moment you start to see like the Bidens and the Schumers and the and the Gillibrands pull themselves away and demand your resignation, we know that probably with the utmost certainty that. He, yeah, they're not saying stuff. we should. They're not just saying we should investigate this. They're saying he should resign. This, yeah, this isn't so, the same as saying, "Hey, we want to believe you know victims. Let's let's figure this out." They're saying you should resign, yeah. which means there's probably overwhelming evidence. And at that point, I hope, I hope they don't take it. They, I, they, I hope they give him zero leniency due oh. to his service. Like, yeah. no, sorry, you, you. You capitalized on your position of service in order to do these things. You should be punished harsher. Oh, absolutely. So, so when the next person fills that void, fills that office, they know that they must follow the law equally or they will be punished more harshly than anyone else. Yeah. They should increase the penalty for every time someone does it. Until until they get to to the point of like bringing back firing squads for people who do this. <laughs> well, I don't think I think that would um, go against the Eighth Amendment, cruel and unusual punishment. I mean, it's not unusual. Uh, it's both cruel and unusual to shoot someone for sexually harassing someone. No, well, I, I mean, think it's but, vile. But, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is like it would it would stop it from getting to that point. Because they're just like, oh shit! Next is firing squads. I'm gonna behave myself. <laughs> that's that's fair. I haven't brought the levity. I'm not a I big have... fan of Sharia law, though. Oh, like oh, you stole Sharia. something? Yeah, no, no Sharia We're law. Yeah, cut yeah. Your... No, I'm very familiar with it. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of it. Yeah, me so. neither. I think it's a terrible, terrible thing. I mean, that's the suggestion. It's like, oh, you sexually harass someone, you can get shot. No, it's a tiered system, Brian. It's very fair. <laughs> this, is okay, what, explain, this is explain. this is this is what Chevron did to Donzinger, oh and to God. people and to people trying to, to the Ecuadorians. Yeah, no, was, not to the Ecuadorians. They just freaking gave them all cancer and killed them all. Jeez, what? It's true. Yeah, I'm not saying. I don't. Anything. I don't see the tie in here. Well, because they they basically pressured, Don, you know, they I mean they did all these things to Donzinger so that no other lawyers would come oh, after. Oh, okay. You're trying to. They're establishing a precedent for what can happen. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I don't. This okay. Listen, we've gone way past thirty seconds on this, so you can't really go thirty seconds back, thirty seconds ahead. But if you're listening this far, I don't really think we should bring back firing squads. That is not my <laughs> true recommendation. I was trying to be funny. Gotcha. Um, and it made Brian slightly chuckle. So, I mean, I'll have to bring so, more levity through this episode. So, I got to so, get a hard crack so, out of him. So, 
So you do, and and this is another person that has come out against him is Nancy Pelosi. And the Pelosi-Cuomo families are absolute powerhouses in the Democratic Party. Yeah. And therefore are very tight-knit. And so if she's saying you need to resign, I don't think that's just her trying to build political equity. I think that's, holy shit, we really need to distance ourselves from them because I think there's more bombshells to come out. Yeah. I don't like her either, but that's cool that she's at least telling him to resign. She's done she's done some good things uh, recently that I've liked, but in general, I think her time has come. Like, she needs to leave office. Oh, I, for sure. She's out of touch completely. She doesn't follow her own... She doesn't practice what she preaches. Um, and uh, I, I said this in the last episode, so I won't really delve into it too much, but I, I don't like her handling of the whole moratorium thing. I think she, that she just passed the buck. Um, but well, neither here nor there. Well, you know, just to, to go off of that, one thing that she did say, it wasn't just the CDC, that money was allocated as part of the government or right. the government yeah. bill, the, both the omnibus and the uh, American the American Act or whatever. Yeah. Um, both of those had tons and tons of money. I think it was like $50 billion dollars for state governments right. to, uh, to only aid. Three, I think only $3 billion of it was spent. Yeah, total. And, like, you look at Mississippi, which is one of the areas where this is probably decimating the most, mm-hmm. and you're seeing they've allocated only 10% of their funds total yeah. to silly, help people. So I, I do think there is a, you know, you're you're one of those people that says, like, no, like, let's hold them accountable and maybe that's what she's doing. She's trying to hold the states accountable because, like, what are they going to do? Give more money and, you know, extend the moratorium? Like, these people should have had access to that money and then not been in a position where they could get foreclosed on yeah. or evicted. But yeah. I agree. This goes back to the whole idea of you and I heading to Washington and getting the keys for, like, just two weeks. Two weeks. Two Authoritarian weeks. rule. Authoritarian rule. Before the power gets to our head. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the second week we'll be celebrating and we're just having fun. And No, we don't have time for that. Yeah, we do. No. we can. Have, hey, Brian, we no. just talked about overworking yourself in the last episode. I need to do it. And I'm just saying. America like, needs us. Yeah, but I think we can get most of it done and have like two days left over and have like a presidential weekend or an authoritarian weekend. Oh, don't get weekend. me wrong. The White House kitchen would be working, okay? Because yeah. I would be eating a lot. Yeah. I would be very stressed. <gasps> Oh my god! I would get all the expensive whiskeys there for me. That's I'd like fine. I'd say fuck your allocation list. It's going to El Jefe. <laughs> now That's you're me. Now you're the leader of a cartel, the El Jefe. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. The American cartel. Gosh, we could have a lot of fun. Anyways, yeah. let's get back into it. Speaking okay. of authoritarians, let's talk about Donald Trump. <laughs> Got it. I I think in the last few months especially, you've been throwing out those jabs before even I could. And I'm just impressed. Thanks, man. I'm just I'm just eating it up. Like it's wow. a White House dinner. Yeah. I'm just eating it up. <laughs> like it's an our, our authoritarian White House dinner. Oh man, first first meal, Japanese Wagyu. A five, baby, give me the Kobe. I don't think I would I, I don't have I a desire to eat. I, well, I just want to try it. I don't I don't have a like, I don't have a desire to eat it. But just to say you did. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it could be really delicious. And those cows but, lived at, okay, like... Okay, so then it is delicious. Then what? Those two weeks are over. I'm not eating one. <laughs> well, you're, you're an authoritarian. Ship yourself, like... No. 
I'm no, afraid of it. You're already it. abusing the power. You're already abusing it. We don't even officially uh, have it. I just ruined it and for you're us. you're abusing it. Now I, we're never well, going to get it. I abused it by taking the whiskey. We're never going to. No, the whiskey was fine. Okay, it was already the, there. But, but now we're have, now we're shipping. We're, do you think they have a whiskey room? I'm getting. We're getting too far down the rabbit hole here. Uh, let's talk about Donald, Donald Trump. Sure. I know you love to. You know, I never liked to. That's the thing. I had to. Yeah. Well, he has a way of doing that. Yeah. He always makes himself relevant, which well, I don't know how. Well, so let's let's back up. Let's go back to the old days of the Mad Libs podcast here. Back when the sound editing was shit and the intro wasn't as good. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> it was just us talking. Um, but we talked a lot about him. But yeah. you can actually fast forward past some of that. Let's talk about the stop the steal. Let's talk about how he thinks the election was stolen. Yeah. He wants all this money so that he can fight the election. Yeah. So he does it. Yeah. And just in the first six months of 2021, he managed to get almost $100 million. $81 million is what he raised into these, basically these super PACs. So it's the Make America Great Again Pact, Save Save America, and then what was the other one? Save America Joint Fundraising Committee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um... This is money. There's there's very few limitations on how he can spend this money and what he can do with this money. Right. It's almost like just free money, do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. He has not put any of that money into investigating the election results. Yeah, I mean, he's pushing for it. Yeah, his, but he's not he's not backing it with his own dollar bills. No, which I mean goes to show like how much legitimacy there is to, you know, um, those statements. Yeah, first of all. There's an element that people need to understand. Like, this is what he does. Yeah. This has been his business all along. Yeah. He's a grifter. He's done this with Trump University, Trump Stakes, Trump Airlines, the Taj Mahal. Uh, Anything that was attached to Donald Trump, this is what he did. And, you know, when this first came out, like, it, it frustrated me. To a point where, like, I, I I guess I just can't empathize with the man at all. Like, I just feel, I, I right. hope that he gets brought down and spends the rest of his life in jail. I don't think that that's going to happen. Oh, no. God, but no, especially because he did spend $8 million of that on legal fees. Um, but I think that was actually to get him out of the impeachment. We talked about that. Yeah. So he, the, the, really the only money he spent out of that $80 million has been $8 million towards the defense of his second impeachment. Well, he did. He has spent money on travel. He spent money on staff fees, things like that, but none of it has gone to that. And so it kind of begs the question, what are you going to do with all that money? Cause now, you know, whatever, 81 million in the first six months minus the 8 million, you know, you're still sitting pretty you know what i mean you're still sitting with that 73 million we'll call it 70 million in the bank so it's basically this war chest that he can use on whatever he wants and you know with the 2022 midterms coming up i think it's going to be very interesting what he does uh with that money and 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 will it leave him with even more money to do a 2024 run because i'm telling you right now in 2024 is if he is halfway healthy uh, and not in prison, he's gonna make a run at it. I think I think he'll make a run. 
I don't think he'll win the nomination. I think that he would take. I. I don't. I. I, I think it, it. It depends who he goes up against. Well, here's the thing. As we continue to see more, so uh, Congress now has his or has subpoenaed his tax records. Right. You know the New York Times. Leading up to the election, remember when the New York Times obtained some of his tax records and yeah. like released some of it, yeah. like all that they could get, but it wasn't all of it. And we found out like he owed he owed over four hundred million dollars to different lenders, and you know they weren't all listed, but we think some of them are foreign and possibly Russian and and stuff like that. You know, Congress is going to get more information on that. From the January 6th commission, we we have found out that he um, he reached out to uh, Jeffrey Rosen, who is the interim, uh, the acting attorney general, the interim attorney general when he removed William Barr. Yeah. And he reached out to me and literally said, uh, just say the election was corrupt and leave the rest to me and the Republican congressman. So we're finding out more and more, especially in that last those last moments of his presidency, just yeah. how corrupt he was. Um, you you pair that with, you know, there's IRS issues. There's uh, the Southern District of New York is going after him. Now we're seeing um, his his PACs and, and uh, fin- you know, his accounting wizardry at work. We're seeing it all, and I think eventually people are just going to tune it out. I think there will always be that 20% of his base that will follow him into the dark, like, like yeah. as if he's a cult leader, like as if he's going to Jones, uh, as if they're going to Jonestown you know, and it's drinking fun- some Kool-Aid. Yeah, and it's funny because you know what I was, I was, I know that we, we're not, we're, we're going to save ourselves for that January 6th commission, but I, something I, I read that I thought was very interesting is one person that's a part of it, I think he, he's the former head of the, or like former CIA director or something like that, um, or like in charge of like their internal investigations. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I thought was super interesting about him is that he is basically the person that people should go to if they're doing like, if they want to like blow the whistle on something. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is like known to basically shut down whistleblowers, um, call them out, like make life hell for them. Yeah. Um, I think it's, which is gross. Yeah. Anyways, enough about January 6th. Let's talk more about Donald Trump. Well, and you know, <laughs> not enough. The, mo- the I mean, most the most alarming thing about all of this, whether it's the January 6th commission we're finding out or any of the other things, is essentially it led to the 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 only time in American history there wasn't a peaceful transition of power. It's crazy to think about. Which is the... Sucks that it was in our lifetime and not like 100 years ago. Right. Out of all the misgivings or um, evil people that have been president in the past, never had we seen uh, a transition of power like this where every step of the way it was challenged. To this day, Donald Trump is still claiming the big lie. Like he's still claiming that the election was, was fixed that it was rigged against him, like he's said about everything else. And for some reason, people take it hook, line, and sinker. And I don't get it. I understand that some people might agree with his economic principles of, or his immigration policies or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we have to recognize he's a grifter. This is what he's... Oh, certainly, What yeah. he is. 
and and what he's done. You cannot deny what he's done. Yeah. And and that I I have a big problem with with American society. Yeah. With this, whether it's I see something happening in front of me, but I choose to deny it because it's not what I want. I see science telling me something, but I'm denying it because I don't want to deal with it or I don't want to do it. I don't want to deal with climate change. I don't want to deal with wearing a mask. I don't want to do these things. And because I don't want to, I'm going to shift my reality into this alternate reality. And it's, and it, and it sucks that like that life is so cushy for so many people that they can just do that. You know what I mean? And not that people shouldn't live cushy lives. Two things, or one thing really fast. It's um, David Buckley, and he was a CIA inspector. Um, I'm looking at an article right now from Yahoo News. Gotcha. Uh, but just so that's out there, I'm not just saying some dude. Yeah. <laughs> but um, something interesting, too, about like the whole... Because you, know, you said that you didn't think that Trump would win the, uh, the nomination. I just think that... What scares me from time to time, if I really think about it for long enough, is that I think that this, the, you know, all of the elements are correct. All the planets and all the stars are aligning for it to happen again. Because yeah. the big thing that you saw when Donald Trump was elected in 2016, trying to avoid this mosquito right now because I've already been bitten like three times. Same Z's. Okay. Glad it's not just me. Also, my allergies are acting up and my nose swelling is going down from when my two-year-old headbutted me. Um, I'm in a lot of pain right now. I'm just going to push through, though. This is for you guys. Um, but you saw high voting numbers in areas where, like, there was um, opioid, opioid, uh, high opioid use. You mm. know what I mean? Where there's these opioid epidemics. You also saw, like, um, you know, a lot of people who were scared of, like, a lot of violence going on and not enough policing. All these people were Trump's base. And, like, it's all happening now. There's been a huge boost in opioid use. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously with the hotter temperatures this year, we talked about another in another episode the correlation between... Um, oh, yeah, when we were talking climate yeah. change. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Violence uh, increases as temperature goes up. Um, you know, I don't know. I just think the stage is set, and that kind of scares me a little bit. So hopefully something will stick as far as one of these court cases against him. Um, and you know, that is something that will not become a reality. Um, you know, like I, yeah, I, I've talked about on this podcast before about how my father-in-law is a, 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 a Republican. Mm-hmm. Always has been, definitely always will be. And that's totally fine. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. He really, really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he was a big supporter of Trump in the early years. Yeah. He's like, you know what? I think he's going to do some great things, but like you can listen to how his tune has changed. Like yeah. where he's a sensible Republican and the fact that he's like, yeah, this guy's nuts now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's cool to see because there's people out there like that. I'm lucky enough that my father-in-law is one of those people. I, you know what I mean? But I, and here's the thing, like I, 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 would, I personally don't judge anyone for their political beliefs. I, I, I will say you're wrong or Whatever, like I'll say that you're wrong, but I'm not gonna say like you you're know not you're an asshole. For your I might, yeah. I might, I might think it in in my my uh, more human moments where I'm just right. like, oh, what an asshole. But when it comes to Donald Trump, I do understand if I'm if I'm leading with empathy here, I do understand where people were at when they voted for him. For me personally, I. 
I never saw it. Like there was no magnetism for me. No. And me neither. But for some people there was, and they were drawn to it. And so be it. Um, when it came to this election, I was surprised. And if there's even a close showing to that, yeah, in the next election, I, I'll just be flat out disappointed. Yeah, I mean, I'm again, I I remain hopeful. I remain optimistic on all things, or I try to be. Um, I don't foresee it happening. I'm just saying that like things are starting to look bleak. And, and and again, we'll see. We have to we have to see how all these court cases uh, play out. I'm very interested and I'm very excited actually to cover the midterms. I think that that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and very interesting. I have to sneeze. Excuse me one second. Yeah, I think um, the midterms are going to be a really good indicator of what's going to happen in 2024. Yeah, for sure. But. You know, if the Democrats don't maintain control or start to do something here, like, and and they have done things, so I I shouldn't say it like that, but ever since like McConnell has made it very clear that they are just going to obstruct, the fact that the Democrats haven't removed the filibuster to actually get stuff moving and just depend on Joe Joe Biden using his executive order yeah. powers, it, it it's it's really not good for the future of the democracy of America, but also the democratic party. There was a really good interview with Bernie Sanders. Uh, actually it was on breaking points, which is that show, the new show with crystal and cigar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Sagar. Sorry. I always say his name wrong. My oh. bad dude. If you're listening, <laughs> you which if you are, it's if cool. you are listening, Sagar, uh, give us a shout out, bro. Um, <laughs> but, um, a really good interview where crystal, uh, interviews him and they're talking about the infrastructure plan. Um, and, uh, he like he started like the start of the interview as they play it. It was it was kind of humorous because he's like, uh, she asks him about the infrastructure plan and how it's going, and he goes, "This is just between me and you. Don't tell anybody." And just like that old man, like yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that way, like that Bernie Sanders joke, like yeah, way to go. Yeah. But he talks about a lot about how he wants to eliminate the filibuster and he wants to cram. And he, you know, what's funny? All the stuff that I've been saying on this podcast, and I'm sure he's been thinking it and saying it a lot longer than I have. Mm-hmm without doubt but he he said everything that i've i've said on this podcast yeah we have to just start cramming things through and he talks about just getting like getting the 50 votes in the yeah. senate plus the, the vice president yes. and getting as much done as possible um and i couldn't agree more like if you guys i i say you guys sorry if the democrats want to get things done right now it's the only way it's the now is the freaking time to do it because if the midterms happen and the senate flips and they get more republicans like, you're aft. You're not getting anything done. Not yeah. a chance. Yeah. If the Republicans were to win, you have the checks and balances where the president could veto things. The, right, yeah. The Republicans would not win in such a substantial fashion where they could override vetoes, I'm sure. But if they do win, you're sure shit not going to get anything accomplished from then on out. Yeah, and then it looks bad for you in the 2024 election. Right. It's like the Democrats got nothing done. Right. And unfortunately, the... Um, you know, current Congress and president inherited a lot of baggage. Yeah. And they've waded through a lot of the baggage, but they haven't progressed. Like they're getting back to status quo. Right. They're getting back to where we were before the last four years of train wreck. So they're getting back to where they are and they're still not there yet. 
and then you haven't built up anything to say, hey, right. here's what we did. Yeah. Look at what we're doing and how this will impact our next 10 years. You want to keep us in power. How bizarre is this that we're probably going to see, I'm going to say without doubt, we're going to see two presidents that only did one term in a row. Would that be a first? I think that'd be a first. Uh, didn't Taft? Taft went two terms, but, but it was not in, it was, it was yeah, non-consecutive. It yeah, it was non so that's true. Okay, so that okay, that would be another time. It was Taft. I think there was another one that did two non-consecutives. Oh no, sorry, it wasn't Taft. It was Grover Cleveland. Oh, okay, gosh. Twenty second and twenty fourth. Been too long. It's been it's been uh, far too long since we've done the uh, very presidential podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish they wouldn't have stopped doing that. Well, there's only so many presidents. Yeah, but they could have done them all. But some of them were boring. Yeah, that's fine. I know we would have liked it, but they, they, I mean, that was their, like, what they do with any yeah. subject is they sensationalize. Yeah. So I mean, they're a little bit of steak, but a whole lot of sizzle. And there's, you know, going to be very little steak to put to the sizzle eventually. For sure. So. Yeah. I don't know. They, I just thought they were so interesting. I used to love oh, yeah. some of those. And, and what's her name? Ashley. Ashley Flowers. She Flowers. Had a, Ashley Flowers. She had Great a voice, voice but also just really knew how to pace it well. Yeah. Unlike me, I just, I'm really fast or really slow at different times. She yeah. just had the perfect <laughs> pacing. Well, well, and I think a lot of that is learning, like, how to use your microphone and everything like that. But, like. She was fantastic. They have great writers on the in the podcast network too. Yeah. Um, but another person that they, they have, they have a lot of great voices. Um, there's another guy, Carter Roy. I have to say it that way because it sounds like corduroy if you say it fast. Oh. But Carter Roy, <laughs> he does a couple of them. He does the conspiracy theories podcast that I like, and then Alistair Murden, he does the med- medical murders show. He's got a fan. Well, and he's British too, so he's off to a good start. But he's got a fantastic voice for podcasting. I've got a fantastic va- uh, face for podcasting. Dude, me too. That's why yeah. we started this. Yeah. yeah, That's why we don't do videos yet. Although we're working on that, we are still going to be doing live video feeds for our Patreon subscribers. Well, um, and, and, and we'd like to develop a YouTube channel eventually. We will, yeah. Yeah, we're still working on all of our equipment. It's hard and it's expensive, and we both work full-time. And we're both not super tech-savvy. You've become far more tech-savvy than me. We could figure it out. It would take yeah. a day. Yeah. I did my own. If there is anybody once. tech savvy that wants to come over here and do a setup for us, like we have the most of the equipment, but if you come here, tell show us how to set us set it up. Tell us what we need to get it set up. We will buy you dinner. We'll go buy the uh the parts that we need, you could put it together, and then we'll feed you whiskey and Uber <laughs> and, and Uber you home. Jason's on his way over now. Get him on the phone. I have this phone hook up for this. Oh, speaking of, that's like a, a sip or something, isn't it? Your your wife's drinking Did you post game? that? No, I didn't. You should post that. I will. I will. Uh, my wife came up with the drinking game. Hold on. Let me see if I can. I texted it to Brian, but I had to send Brian so many we, texts. We do send a lot of texts, but there's an easy way to locate pictures. Uh, Yeah, I know how to do it. Anna taught me. How to find pictures? Yeah. Oh, okay. You go people, to info. Yeah, people could do a drinking game off of your podcast. Is what my wife texted me the other day. Shot when uh, when Jason is brought up. <laughs> Sip when Brian says something bad about Republicans. Sip. Should when, it be either of us? Because you've been a little more active too. No, it's more ironic. Donald Trump is a Republican. Yeah, I, I know. So I know. I'm well aware. Uh, Sip when 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 I swear. 
uh, shot when Trump is brought up. Oh, you're all screwed tonight. <laughs> Sip when Brian says, lead with empathy. So at the end of every episode. <laughs> I did once earlier, too. Sip when I do a dad joke. I think this should all be changed from sip to shot, but maybe not. Oh, maybe, God, no. Maybe not when I swear. No, that would, yeah. Because then you'd all be I think, I think your wife fucked. paced this out well. I think there's a couple of other things. Um, when Brian says, in what sense, shot. In what sense, or when I say the thing is. Mm. I think my wife called me out as well. That needs to be a sipper. That needs to be a sipper. I didn't call you out. I said Anna noticed it. Oh, okay. The yeah. only thing, the only thing that I tease about, and we said this on the, um, I think we said it on the year episode or on the hundredth episode. Um, Do good, be great. Yeah, yeah. Good, be great. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I say, in what sense, or or even some of these other things, no, is you I say really it for a great try. Reason. Well, or or what I'm trying to do, or when I start to slow down my pace, is to get is you elaborate. To elaborate, it's to be controlled. But also, I hate when I say um a lot. Oh, so agreed. I, when I slow down, yeah, I'm very purposeful in every word. And when you have a purpose behind every word, you stop with the ums. Yeah. The whole reason we say ums is because it's a nervous filling of that silent void. I feel like I do a, pre- a decent job of not saying um. I don't catch myself saying it a lot, but I should pay better attention to myself. Yeah. I don't know for sure about you. I just I'm more focused on we'll start, myself. Yeah, start trying to me, do that. All right, focus a little bit less on you. Focus a little bit more on me. Show your inner socialist. All right. <laughs> Fair. Fair enough. Oh my gosh. All right. Should well, we... what do you think? I don't know. I'm just enjoying talking tonight. <laughs> I don't like. I don't necessarily have... I definitely don't want to talk anymore. You know, to wrap up, uh, Cuomo bad, Trump bad, Democrat governor bad, this former Republican to... president bad. It's not partisan. They both suck. They both need to be held accountable, and they both need to never be in office again. Bet. That's what the kids say nowadays. Bet. I know that. But I, you know what? I, I jokingly say bet, and then it became a thing that I say, and now I hate myself for it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily use it and I didn't really I despised its usage early yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. it doesn't bother me as much maybe because yeah. it's so normalized, but I definitely don't use it. I use I, I, you know what it is? The problem is I work with a lot of young people. Yeah. Um and so I think I start like to slowly adapt. Yeah, I'm just adapting to my environment. I am fucking Darwin at work. Or Darwinism. I think it's kind of. I, I, I wish Lamarck was right. There, Lamarckian's theory of uh, evolution. Yeah. Or Lamarck's theory of evolution, where yeah. you could will yourself to change. Yeah. Like if you wanted, if you needed longer. That's arms, like you if you evolve. say something long enough, it'll manifest itself. Yeah. In your destiny or whatever. Mm. That book, The Secret. Oh, okay. Yeah. It worked for like probably. 10 people out of the million that bought it. Dope. Not a bad statistic. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Bezos. He probably willed it. Gosh, that is such a great song. Yeah. So catchy Stupid penis rocket. God, he hit the biggest penis rocket. (laughs) Brian's looking around for something to say right now. No, I'm not looking. I'm getting into the mode where we just talked about, you know, Last podcast, we talked about how 
you know, people need to be better. Corporations need to be better. Capitalism is failing us right now. Mm -hmm. Then we talked about Bernie Sanders, and now I'm just wanting to go on a rant about how we really need to do a better job of taxing the rich so we can have better social safety nets and a more equitable workforce. But I don't want to do that. So I was looking around. It's saying, how do I not go down that route but communicate it somehow? Yeah, I don't know. And there it was. Nailed it. I think you did a great job paraphrasing it. Paraphrasing what? Your thought there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, mean, I think you could have gone much longer. Oh, God, yeah. I could just go on a rant for an entire podcast, yeah. but that's not what this is about. But didn't I, this didn't is I, about... But didn't I delve into that on the last podcast that we just recorded? Because yeah. both of our podcasts are starting to blur together in my mind right now. Yeah. Um, but where I said something where I wanted to talk about like what rich people are doing. Yeah, I think... I think it always comes back to a certain thing, but I don't ever want to go on a rant per se. I do sometimes either a, you egg me on or B, I think it's valuable to the podcast, but I'm always cautious about that because this podcast is supposed to be a conversation where I almost want the, the community to feel like they are in this conversation. So we're talking to them, not at them. And we're talking to each other, not at each other. And that's what a rant kind of is. Yeah. It's just like talking at whoever will listen. Yeah. Um, and I have those moments, but I always want I always want the community to feel like it's a conversation and they are a part of it. They're just listening and taking it all in rather than yelling or yeah. conversing well, you know, with shoot us. us a, if you guys want to be on the podcast, shoot us an email. Yeah. Shoot us a, uh, a you know, hit us up on Facebook. Yeah, if you want to hear you if say, you want to hear something talked about and yeah. you want us to go do the research for you, you want to learn a little bit more about yeah. it. Yeah. Or if know. you yeah, or if you want to yeah, you can you can call in. Just uh, shoot us like I said, shoot us a message. Uh and as long as you're up past uh, you know, 10:30 on a Wednesday, you know, we'll call. Yeah. I want more involvement. That's all. I thought it, I mean I, I, thought no, it would like, be cool. I didn't mean that in a mean way or a bad way. Like no. I just I would love to I, I want to start talking to the people that listen and all that kind of stuff too. I think I you know, I I always had maybe and possibly it's delusional, but I always wanted it's at some point maybe that's what I wanted out of the Q and A or the Ask Me Anything was this idea that people were going to ask questions where they needed you know, our perspective on something, you mm. know, a mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. issue, a family issue, a business, like a business or work career professional issue where yeah. they really needed some sound advice. Cause I think we, we have pretty level heads and we, we do a good job of helping others shape their perspective in a more positive light. So I, I do kind of hope for that to be a direction where it's like, you know, we do two we podcasts should. like on the news and politics and one on like an aftermath of shooting the shit about, you know, Marvel or whatever. And then there's one where it's like, you know, the community has like, well, you know, I'm having this issue with so-and-so or We whatever. should do, uh, and you know what we should do too is we should do like, um, you know, and again. Like a Dear Abby. Yeah. And the, and or the th- Frasier. And the thing about this podcast, and we repeat it time and time again, and so I apologize for that, but actually, no, I don't. Fuck it. I don't apologize for anything. Um, but I wish we had more time to invest into it. Brian and I, again, day jobs, kids, wives, everything like that. We have to balance our time. Um, and hopefully one day, 
you know, that changes and we can invest all of our time into this and this can be our full-time gig and that would be sick. Um, but one thing I would like to work on is like a monthly ask us anything on the, on the Patreon. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That would be totally sick. But anyways, enough babbling from us. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Let us know what you guys think. Hit us up. Text, email, Facebook, Instagram, tweet us. Do we tweet still? I don't much. I should. Okay. I well, hit I us, up, hit us up on the Twitters. Uh, we'll start retweeting things. We'll retweet your tweets if you want. Yeah. Do good. Be great. Be great. Love, Love you guys. We the ones that he just let into the back. We the misfits. How you gonna react? We insomniacs. We ain't get no sleep. Break the rules. Can't stay on beat. Making moves. Running through the streets. A to Z. Follow my lead. This ain't the status quo. This is rock and roll. This is how I get on Geronimo. This is bye bye Tata Audio. This is all or none. This is all I know. This that I don't know. We try and go. I don't even know. I'm just trying to roll. Me and my friends try and hit the road. Try and catch a wave. Gotta free my soul. Ooh.